This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good morning, Rabotai. Last week we spoke about the concept of taxes that were um, collected in the Jewish communities in uh, the Sephardic countries and particularly in Morocco. And basically the system, how it worked is that if the government... Uh, demanded a certain amount of taxes or the city amongst themselves that they needed things in order to um, to be collected from from the people. So they would have these tax collectors of the Jewish community that would have to come back and give out the, and, and give back the taxes to the to the governor to the governor. This was also common in European countries. One of the big questions that it seems to be there was many, many teshuvot written. Uh, a, a, um, I, I would say, uh, I would say, a very, a very large emphasis. I, I, w- I would, I would say that it's something that is was something that was probably one of the most pressing issues of the day. Was who is obligated to pay these taxes and who isn't? Are there special exemptions for taxes? The Ramah writes in Choshen Mishpat, Siman Kuf Samer Gimel Seif Hey, that Talmide Chachamim, the Shulchan Aruch writes, that Talmide Chachamim are patur, are exempt from taxes. And <clears throat> the reason given, if you take a look at the Bet Yosef, is even if a Talmid Chacham has money, even if a Talmid Chacham has money, the whole purpose of taxation is in order so that there should be a protection. And since Torah Tam Umnutam, since Atamid Chacham adds protection to the city from the from the very virtue that he is learning Torah, he's exempt from taxes. You can understand, this was very controversial. Many people were saying, what do you mean? Uh, I see this person even though, it, he's not really Atamid Chacham, that's number one. He has a lot of business, number two. Number three, is that is that uh, is, is that uh, you know who falls under Talmid Chacham? How, how, like what type of level does he have to be? Do we have to test him on all knowledge of Torah or not? These were all all questions that 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 had to be dealt with. Furthermore, uh, Rabbi Shalom Mesas has a teshuva in Shemesh Umagen Chele Gimel that he was asked by uh, the city of Beitar uh, that they they each person has to pay a certain amount so that they could watch the city. You know, so that they have Shmira because it's over the green line and there's Arabs, Arab villages next to there. So he was asked, Talmid Chacham have to participate. So there was a certain Talmid Chacham called Rav David Teherani that said, no, in this case, Talmid Chachamim have to pay. And Rabbi Shalom says, go strong against him and he says, Talmid Chachamim are exempt from all types of taxes, even Shmira Ta'ir, that they are, are they going to be exempt? Even if, and even if in Beitar, most people are Talmidei Chachamim, it's a city of Kolo guys. A lot of it is a city of Kolo guys. So I don't know how they're going to collect the taxes. It's like, I know somebody told, I said the story before that somebody went into, uh, uh, went into a store in Lakewood and he said that, uh, that he wants to, uh, that he wants to have a discount on the suit because he's an Avrech. <laughs> it's not, a, it's not so easy to do. So, the question is, is, is uh, what is the level of, of a Talmud Chacham? So I have with me the Sefer Mishpat, Mishpat Utzdaka B'Yaakov, 
is actually a, a verse in Tehidim. This is this has the Tishuvot of the most important Rabbanim in Morocco in the uh, in the previous era. We called it the golden era of the 1700s. That there were great great Rabbanim. It was a it was a great renaissance of Torah in Morocco. You had there the Gaon Rabbi Yaakov ibn Sur, the Rabbi Yudah ben Atar, which is the Av, who was the Av Bedin. Right, it was the Tkufa. It was the Tkufa a little bit after the Baal Shem Tov. It was a little. It was a little bit the, the time the Ora Haim Kadosh is quoted in this Tishuvot. Rabbi Yudah ben Atar gave us to one of the books of the Ora Haim Kadosh, and the Rabbi Yaakov ibn Sur as well. They were they were the great Rabbanim of the time. And there was, there's other Rabbanim that we'll mention as well. But the pressing issue, there's like at least 10 Teshuvot about this in the Sefer. It's going on and on. Uh, was, was whether a Tamid Chacham who works should, give ta- should, should pay taxes as well. So it seems to be that there were those who said a Tamid Chacham does not have to pay. A, a, a Tamid Chacham does not have to pay taxes only if he's like sitting and learning all day and he's poor and he has no money. Makes sense. But if he has money, why shouldn't he participate with everyone else? And I actually saw, if I'm not mistaken, in Shilotu Chuvot Divrei Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Birdugo, that takes him, that takes this position, and he says that at Tamil and even if he would be exempt, it's proper for him to pay. That way, people shouldn't have animosity, and they shouldn't say, "What? Well, it's not fair that we're paying and he's not." And that's and that's what uh, the, that's what there was a position like that. The Beddin of Fez, which was the most influential Beddin at the time, as well as other Batidinim, took a very strong stance against this. Against this. First of all, they quote, what is, and in this, in this issue, even though you see it's not so relevant nowadays, we're paying American taxes or whatever, you know, you know which by the way, American taxes do have this clause. Parsonage, which is for clergy members, they do have exemptions from taxes. So there is such a remnant of taxes nowadays, nowadays also. But what I'm saying is that is that we're not going to be able to apply the same principles and tell them they actually for me if in order for me to to, to get an exemption of clergy I had to provide my smicha document never used it before but over here I had to present my smicha document so I actually had smicha you know the, not everyone has smicha you know Baruch Hashem last week we I tested six people for smicha Baruch Hashem Baruch Hashem and they. Uh, guys like you that are that are sitting and uh, that are working and they, but they but they yeah they got very good grades actually very, one of them was getting up every morning at three in the morning preparing in order to in order to take his test properly it was a six seven hour test wow. Uh, wow. most of them were doctors doctors have very good discipline and learning okay but that's another subject so so uh, so here we have the 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 mishpat comes along and he says the following, that the basis of exempting of Atamit uh, Chacham uh, from taxes, because Torah Tumnuto, and even if he has money, is based on the Rosh. And here he has a few principles in Halakha that we get from these Teshuvot that are relevant to many other Teshuvot. And he says like this, in Mishpat Zedekagov, Siman Chaf, signed by Rav Yudah ben Atar, who is coined in the Moroccan terms as El Kbir, the great one, and Rabbi Yaakov Ibn Sur, the Ya'avet Asfaradi, the two great Rabbanim of the time, they, they write like this, that since the Rosh writes that the main reason is because he is protecting the city, and what is called Tamil Chacham, that any time he finishes his business, whatever he needs, he runs back to his learning. 
It's an expression on the words. The Rosh was the great rabbi of the times, but an expression on the, on the word was that where the head goes, where the Rosh goes, that's where we go. So that's what they were, that's what they, they were saying, that, and that's how the Rosh was posek, and that's how we go. Now he adds on something that it seems to be was a very hot topic. And he ends off and he says like this, We are going to say that anybody who pressures this person, Harav Moshe, and he makes him pay tax, he's going to have to give judgment after 120 and he's going to get a punishment that is more bitter than death. And anybody who has mercy on him and encourages him, he's going to have... Uh, he's going to have a reward from it. I mean, a shamayim, they will give him mercy on this. And they're going to say the following. And we will add the following. From the time that the Kehilot started to throw the crown of Torah and to tax Talmidei Chachamim as part of the ones who pay tax and they would run after them. From that time and on, they haven't seen light because they should have relied on Hashem and to leave it the way it was before. And in and and to it says it seems to be there was a a certain movement to say no, should be taxed nowadays. It seems to be there was a tremendous. A tremendous uh, downfall in the community. Doesn't explain exactly what. And he says that because of that, uh, from the time that we did it, we just saw we just saw problems. And then afterwards, you have uh, Rabbi Moshe Berduga, Rabbi Moshe Dahan, Rabbanim from 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 Meknes. They say the following lines: All the midot were nidbatel, were nullified. Besides midah keneged midah, which is. Tit for tat. And just like somebody, we, we uh, um, weakened the hands of Lomde Torah, thank you, and the, and the, and the Keter of Torah fell, so too, so too we came under this punishment. And then there is somebody called Rav Shimon Siboni, right? Shalom Siboni, sorry, Shimon is uh, the Chazan nowadays. Uh, but Shalom Siboni was a Dayan at the time. He says, The Torah is, is, is crying that, that, that these Kehilot are, 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 are suffering now because we put on this, uh, this tax. Look what happened. Once we start putting this, this tax, we haven't seen light in the cities of the West, in the cities of Morocco. Like, like the great Tzaddik Yudha bin Atar just said in the previous page. So it seemed to be a, a, a very, very contested issue. And they go on, this is in Mishpat Tzedakah Yaakov. I was reading from, from a Teshuvah Siman Resh Chaf, but then all the way then in Siman Resh Nun Hey, Resh Nun Dalit, not only that, they are discussing, first of all, they discuss one of the big Tamit Echaramir of Shmuel Di Abila, that, that, he, that, that he was complaining that they were taxing him. He was the brother-in-law, if I'm not mistaken, of the Orachai Makadosh. He was a great, great Tabit Chacham. He wrote many Svarim. And they wouldn't leave him alone. The people like were after him to tax him. And they got very upset at him. They got very upset at him. The Bedin. Siman Kufnun Dalid, another big Teshuvah. 
from Yehuda ben Atar and the, the Yaavetz. Once again, it's disproportionate. How many Tishuvot there are over here? He says, not only that, but the Minhag in Morocco was also the Shamash of the Beta Knesset. And also the and also the, the Shochati. And those who learned who taught the children Torah. And those who were the Sofrim and of Tfilin and Mizuzud would also be exempt from taxes. And not and this is obviously that they're not a Tamil Chacham, because if not, what's the Khidush? We're talking about even if they weren't, if they're not a Tamil Chacham, they're also Patur. This is brought down actually in the Ramah. And, and they write that this was their minhag. And he keeps on going and he brings and they try and they defend many Chachamim in this regard. There was one Rav called Rabhaim bin Ayash that also was, was saying that they were running after him and he said, absolutely not, you're a shamash beta knesset, you are patur. Ah, you have a little job on the side, but most of your time you have to be spending taking care of the synagogue. It was a whole job and there had to be some fringe benefits and if we're not going to give you fringe benefits, we're, they were worried that the infrastructure of the religious community is going to fall. If the Talmud Chum are going to be taxing, they say, forget about it, we're not going to have any advantages. What should be our incentive of sitting and learning? And then, and then they were afraid that, that I think this must have been one of their calculations that things were going to fall, and that not only included Talmud uh, Chachamim, but anybody who worked in the spiritual realm. Now, Nosaf al he says, so, so he he writes this in, uh, in 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 a few teshuvot, and and I think that it's an important lesson for us in in Simanish Sadi Alif. He talks about Rabbi Shmuel di Abila. That, that it's important lesson for us that, 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 that we see how they made sure. In other words, they knew that more people were going to have to pay taxes because the Talmud Chacham were exempt. But what happened was, was that they saw that if, um, uh, that if they're not going to protect the Kavodah Torah, and we mentioned this a few weeks ago from the Chachamim of Marrakesh, I don't know if you remember, that they also saw that there was a tremendous... Um, Bizayon of Talmidei Chachamim, they stopped it in their tracks. There was one, there was one Rav in Marrakesh. The one person in Marrakesh tried to tax. They even called him by his name. It was something like Yosef bin Atar. He tried to tax the 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 community, and and uh, and uh, and the Rabbanim came out. I think it was Rabbi Shlomo Amar came out very strong against him. How dare you tax the Talmidei Chachamim? Leave them alone. And this was the fight that was going on then in the 1700s. And there was a strong faction of people say, everybody has to be taxed. Enough is enough. We can't afford it. And they refused to give in. And they said that a lot of the, um, a lot of the, of the ikaron of Torah, of kavoda Torah, is dependent upon this. So I thought that was an interesting perspective of history, uh, even though it's not relevant nowadays, just to take a glimpse in their tishuvot, mishpat Yaakov, 10 tishuvot or more, and they have very important principles in there, like that we go after the Rosh, and that and that he says the minhagim of the other cities would, were based on the minhagim of Fezer. Vayomir Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak ben Walid, also brings this, and he adds on another point, and with this I'm going to end. He says the following, he says that even if the Talmud Chacham doesn't have daughters, and he doesn't have to marry off his daughters, which seemed to be was the biggest expense, 
But should his wife look different than all the other wives and not have as much jewelry and not have as much uh, uh, as much nice clothing as the other wives? And that and and they and the wives of the Chachamim should look any less than all the other wives. So he said, and he was quoting this from the Yavitz. So he says that so that itself was a reason as well to make sure to keep the fringe benefits that the Talmud Chacham shouldn't have to pay taxes. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.